0: Hello and welcome to the Mind of Magnus. Our show has a simple premise, we're here to share the stories and life adventures of others to help expand our minds. I'm Matt Austin and here's your host, Magnus.
1: Hello, 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 folks. Uh, welcome again to another thrilling adventure of Mind of Magnus. Uh, my guest today is one of the guys who makes me laugh all the time, and also his mom told me that I have to have him on my radio show. Uh, Dario Joseph is joining me today. Uh, comedian, generally amazing guy, and a person who has a f- wonderful smile, by the way, sir. Uh, thanks for joining me. <laughs> oh, yeah, Magnus. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, I've been aware of your uh, comedy for a while. Uh, it's... Uh, uh, you are striking me as the uh, comedian's comedian here in Rochester. A lot of the my friends who I think are very funny your name came up long before I ever met you. So your reputation precedes you in all the right ways. That's so. great.
2: That's good to hear. Nobody tells me anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. If they're talking behind my back, keep it positive. Yeah, you yeah. Know? All so. the stuff
1: in the bathroom walls say all good things about that's you. Good. So, yeah, so that's good. Yeah, Call me for a good time, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, I'd love to get to know more about you. Uh, we have mutual friends, and I said I've been slowly learning about you. Uh, I have and I did make the joke about your mom, yes. because she's a lovely, amazing woman. i have I've, fortunate to have uh, met her. I follow her on social and i find out a lot about your events happening because i get a message from your mom make sure i have to share it out on social <laughs> which i always do it's good to have an amazing mom that cares for you yes um now are you guys uh i'd like to know more about you are you a local folks uh from here originally
2: yeah yeah no i've i've been here most of my life i uh was down in brooklyn for four years from what 2015 to 2019 i was down there but otherwise i've been in rochester i grew up in the city Mm-hmm. Uh basically like Mount Reed Ridgeway so I was like on the edge of uh the city and Greece so I went to city schools then I ended up going uh through middle school I went urban suburban so I went out to Brockport High Oh wow. Yeah so I got kind of a mix of both worlds the city the suburbs it was a kind of a culture shock a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh but it was great. I mean I went from wearing like uh fubu and Lugs to wearing Abercrombie and Hollister. So. Oh wow! <laughs> I was curious of what you're gonna
1: wear. I didn't know if you said Carhartt. It's a different mental image I had. Oh, oh little yeah, little no, material. there's definitely
2: some farmers out there. Yeah. But. I thought you
3: were gonna say Junko
2: jeans. <laughs> oh yeah, I had jankos definitely. <laughs> Flamehead man, he was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh that gosh. was a little maybe before. I'm trying to think. Maybe middle schoolish. Yeah.
3: That yeah. just made me think of you in, like, the Guy Fieri, like, flame shirt. Oh, yeah. I think that would suit you, too.
2: Do You think so? I
1: yeah. think I could, yeah. Maybe I could pull that off. <laughs> Actually, before I get down, we're, we're, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to at least say something. The other voices, I, did, I didn't introduce anyone else on the show. I said, We have Stromey and my uh, lovely co host, Matt, uh, as well. So, Oh, hi. Yeah, you guys are here as well. I want to make sure. We're, we're here.
0: We're just in the really room. enjoying the, the conversation. I know, I know. But like, I want to make sure people know. I, yeah. I
1: forget this. Before, it was only just the uh, previous show was just Matt and I, kind of thing else. Now I want to make sure we have lovely, dulcet tones voicing in. I want to make people know who's who. So That's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> You have, were you always a person that were a comedian? Were you did you know? Not really. I don't know. Like, growing up, um, you know, I was interested
2: in comedy. I, I loved SNL. I'm an only child. So my summers were, like, spent by myself quite a bit, mm-hmm. especially when I was a little older, like, you know, middle school, high school. And uh, they would play, like, reruns of SNL on Comedy Central all the time. So I got, like, really obsessed with that. I'm nice. like, with the
1: 90s cast, basically, all those, which Adam is that, that's my cast. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's what I watch the most. So, when I think of SNL, I think of 90s cast, and yes, stuff, so. yeah, they're classic. And
2: uh, yeah, so I, I connected with comedy there, stand up. Uh, I'm trying to think of John Leguizamo. like stands out to me as like seeing him, like maybe in the 90s. And kind of seeing that, I'm like, "What is that about?" Mm -hmm. But I never really followed through with anything uh, until later in life, until after college, uh, that I got kind of interested and involved with comedy.
1: Really, what made the jump from like so after college? Is there is there a catalyst that made you finally go, "Now I got to do it"? I don't know. Actually, I guess uh, my wife and I, uh, my
2: girlfriend, or. I don't know what at what point, what relationship status she was yeah, at yeah. that point. Yeah. But uh, after college, her and I, we would go to Jeeva, mm-hmm. uh, Jeeva Comedy Improv, and uh, they had an amazing cast. Uh, sadly, they've disbanded and they don't have an improv shoot there anymore. But uh, we kind of, we became like just fans, like, you know, just groupies of them. And we would go to every show and then we started like kind of hanging out with them, right? Because they were awesome people. Uh, one of the cast members actually was my best man in my wedding later on. Wow. So we became like really close and really close. friendly yeah, it's Like the, in yeah. the wedding,
1: that's not just a little yeah. connection there. Yeah,
2: exactly. Me. No, they became really like lifelong friends. And uh, they offered a summer uh, improv boot camp that they did. And I ended up taking that, kind of got my first, you know, taste of the stage, mm-hmm. if you will, and uh, kind of didn't look back after that. So uh, it started with improv. I actually auditioned for the uh, Jiva Comedy Improv. I didn't; they didn't take me.
1: And then I started stand up right from there. Nice, use that little jumping point. Get yes, that, you know, yes. Um, uh, that so that's amazing. I as uh, I'm a person that also understands the. Uh, I used to go to the comedy club back when it was on Winton Road down mm-hmm. down there, and every Sunday it, it is uh, to be in a group of people that. The the goal is to to laugh and the smile. That is what they're aiming for. Right. That is one of those things that truly hooked me that I had to be every time I made friends with the comedians. And I mean, you know how comedians work. Some some comedians, there's definitely some faulted men and women going through a lot of stuff, and comedy is a, sure. a little bit of therapy for them. But even with all that, I truly found a, a great team, a great crowd of people that I look forward to seeing. I love to see what the new humor is. Uh, also, sometimes just seeing what their take is on the world. Like, sure. I know stuff's going on weird and sometimes be like, I just want to hear what so-and-so is talking about now. Sometimes. Yeah,
2: yeah. No, it, it comedy is an awesome art form uh that you could just express yourself and you know share your thoughts but through you know a funny way you know mm-hmm. like it, and it's great to do that and i'm always excited when i think of something you know on the way to the stage or on the way to a gig and then i say it into the microphone and it gets that laugh oh that's yeah. huge you know yeah, yeah i'm like i got all this other stuff that i know works but Let's just try this one thing that I just thought of. so do you have a, a
1: do you have any like what do you use for a sounding board to test the stuff out? do you have like these ideas pass through your head? do you have a a filter? do you ask your wife or do you have a, uh, yeah, something? yeah,
2: no, uh, yeah. My wife kind of, if, especially if a joke is about her, uh, she gets to hear it first. <laughs>
1: Smart man. So That's why you're still married probably. Yeah. Yes, yeah.
2: definitely. Uh, and I, I say some crazy things on stage, so everything goes through her first. Um, and she's okay with basically everything. I'm like, ah, you know, she'll give me a look if it, if it's <laughs> not going to go. Uh, otherwise, um, I've been doing this for a while. So like, I don't, do sometimes i do open mics but uh i have a couple of friends that i kind of bounce things off and i'm that's like awesome. is this something what do you think about that like i'm
1: already pretty confident yeah but you, I'm you like, know your, you you know your voice now you yes, know it works yeah. and you have a lot of trust in what you think is funny to translate well exactly which is an amazing thing do you yeah. do you feel that that's something that has evolved uh in your time of doing stand comedy or do you feel like that you had a bit of a a good knack for that early on.
2: No, no, no. I, I think it's, uh, yeah, it's definitely something that's developed over time. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been doing this for 12, 12 plus years and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, in the beginning, you just don't know, you know, how, how to write a joke and I'm kind of a student of the game. I'm a nerd for comedy too. So I listen to so much comedy. I watch a lot of comedy. That's the way to do it. Um, and I just learn from the greats too. And then I'm like, okay, where can I take my life and the, my experiences and kind of translate it into that as well? Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm at the point where the things that I think of now, basically, you know, it's just it's just a matter of getting the right wording sometimes. And I'm like, if I don't get that laugh, I'm just like, hmm, there's like one
1: word that's missing, you know, like it's that type of thing. Yeah, the succinct way of saying it, or is yeah. the perfect way. Uh, is there? Um, it, do you think that's something that you could have taught yourself early on? Like there's a, like, you know, like the key to uh, uh, wit is brevity. I was told, right. That's the saying, how it goes. Is it something you feel you could have taught yourself early on? Or is it something you have to learn by living it?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta do it. Definitely. Uh, I mean, the best way to get good at comedy is to do it. Basically. You can't really just watch it or, you know, try to model it after, you know, some watching someone. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, sometimes I, I kind of fall into ruts, like writing ruts, things like mm-hmm. that. And uh, I have a couple of comedians that are just good joke writers that kind of, like, get my brain back in motion, uh, Mark Norman, Sam Morrill, Dan Soder. There's a few out there that, um, I'm just huge fans of. And once they like, there's like a rhythm to the comedy, I'm like, Oh, okay. So this is how I'm going to say this. This is how it can go. Like, so it kind of jogs my
1: comedy brain again. (laughs) I
2: need that sometimes.
1: Oh, that's great. That's, uh, hanging around your, your peers. Definitely. You, you know, You're probably like me. I never want to be, like, I I do artwork, so I never want to be the worst on the wall. I help people, and that's a that pushes me to make sure I don't want to be the worst person in the room or something else. I like having talented people around me and being amongst the talented crowds. Exactly,
2: yeah, exactly. You need that, Um, and they they push you to be better, too, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That was always, like, in New York. Um, I think I grew a lot in New York, my my time there, because everybody's a killer, you know? You're going up after guys that were just on the late show, or just got a Comedy Central thing. It had and I'm been like, crazy being whew, in New York City. I was yeah. just going to
0: ask, how long were you working in New York before you came back here?
2: I was there in, uh, for four years. Uh, yeah, I lived in Brooklyn in Bed-Stuy, and uh, my wife and I were there, and we, I don't, you know, I, it was great. It was a great experience, I think. I don't really regret anything. I mean, it was expensive and difficult, and, uh, you know, I had some nervous breakdowns, but it was all good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Was well, good, uh, a yeah. friend of mine
1: always says, yeah, leaving New York is one of your best decisions. Uh, if, you, if you don't, you become that New Yorker. Yes, and, yes. And New Yorkers are always tough because it's like, I went down there looking at years back. I'm like, maybe I'll move to New York. And I'm not wired from New York because I love yeah. people. New York, you have you and your five friends. You're always trying to tell every or your five friends why you're the best of those five friends. You're always yeah. like fighting amongst even your friends <laughs> to show how you are top dog. I yeah. I was like, No. I
2: just like my own space. I I found when I moved back to Rochester, I'm like, I love driving. I like being in my own car, listening to my music, not being on top of people all the time. It's a real struggle. I mean, I salute people that are okay with that and that, uh, you know, find success in that space, but it's just really not for me.
1: It's going to be self-aware. Yeah. That's a biggie. Oh, my gosh. So uh, was it a hard shift when you come from, like, New York City comedy to suddenly being here? Do you feel that there was, uh, I mean – was there a bit of a New York ego happening or do you look around being like, were you happy to be like, what, I don't put any words in your mouth, but what is it like coming back to here?
2: Yeah, no, it was different, definitely. I mean, uh, I was a little separated from the scene. You know, I had been gone for four years. Within that time, there's a whole new crop of comics that don't know who I am. I would come through a few times, you know, uh, play the club and do just some shows and just visiting over the holidays. But um, it's just like learning, you know, who's good and, you know, just kind of getting shows back on uh, and I love producing shows and finding new talent and getting people up there. Nice. Um, and that's what I did when I got back, um, 2019. Um, and then after that, it, Basically, you know, we had a year off or so. (laughs) It's becoming a common theme across
0: the shows that we're doing with Magnus, which is, oh, yeah, there was 2019 and then that happened. Right. (laughs) We'll skip
2: ahead to around the late 2021, 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, I mean, that was the time that I did start the podcast, too. So, um, you know, just creative people, and I know you guys know this, is like we can't really slow down. And so when the pandemic happened, I was like, okay, so I can't get on stage, got to keep doing something and, uh, you know, keep being funny too. To those who
1: don't know, uh, tell about the podcast if you don't mind.
2: Yeah. So, um, myself and another comedian, local comedian, uh, Chris Thompson, he, uh, he and I, we started a podcast in, it was like the summer of 2020. Uh, and, uh. It was. It's called Refined Taste with Dario and Chris, or just Refined Taste if you don't want to do our names, <laughs> but uh, it's all about um, interviewing um, local food and beverage people in the food and beverage and uh, telling their stories, basically. Um, the focus is really just un- underrepresented uh, communities and uh, LGBTQ, black, brown-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, and... Um, yeah, so that's that's what we do,
1: and uh, that started in 2020. So, so it, it, I, it opened my eyes to places. I mean, I thank you for some places I like. You talked about, listened to. I mean, it's a phenomenal show. Thanks, and just. Um, the, the spark of bringing the community together and being like, you know, your voice helps this person, which I had never heard of. And I felt bad. Like, I think I know a lot of folks. You, every, I, I just was impressed by who you'd find and why and that. So. Yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I'm happy that, you know, that, uh, that there's the community really, uh, was receptive to it. Um, you know, we, we put a lot of work into it. Uh, we're trying to bring it back. Um, we've kind of been on hiatus since probably almost a year now, actually. Uh, the last one we did was with Calvin Eaton, the gluten-free chef. Um, Which his
1: book just came out? Yes, right? his yeah.
2: book just came out. I was part of his launch event over at Petite Boutinerie. Um And, yeah, so we want to get back going. Um, things are changing. Or My my life especially is changing. I'm going to have a baby in March. Congrats. So thank wow. you. Yeah. So there's a lot happening. And so uh, we're trying to get things going again. And, yeah. Uh, But, you know, within reason.
1: Well, the nice thing about this, and especially with the Lunch Door Network, uh, it's not like when we were doing a radio show, you had to do every day. At that same time, you had to be there. There There's no, uh, this one is a little more forgiving. You can have, you know, do a couple shows, put them in the can. If not, you skip a bit. Like, it's not as, uh, it's at the pace that you can do it without overwhelming and. Uh, these guys know it's not
3: locked in a room Monday night eight o'clock.
1: Yeah, yeah, At, that's like it. you know stop time go. And well, knows. and when
3: you're talking about community and support too, I think that's yeah that's the big part that you know Matt and I talked about a lot. And when I reached out to you, other than saying how dare you do a food and drink podcast in Rochester that <laughs> isn't mine, <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it was dope. so for me it was like hey you guys are doing amazing work let's let's work together and support each other because it's hard. Like when you're talking about comedy, it's such a solo thing. But if you don't have others to bounce stuff off of, if you don't have the other side of that, like we all need that support. We all need, we all have those moments where we need somebody else to help us to pull us back out of where we're, where we're at mentally or physically or otherwise. And that's why I'm like really happy that you guys are, you know, working on restarting it and happy to have that with us to, you know, work on it together. It means a lot to me too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I mean, all about having the community and uh, a support system and resources is uh, very important to making things successful. Um, You know, it's great to have people that you can lean on for certain things that you might not be good at, and then also be able to provide something that they might not be good at. So it's been good. There's been a lot of,
1: like I said, uh, I mean, if you say the word refined, but it's the name of the show, but like, (laughs) there's a lot of refinement that happened. And so that's You know, like you, you kind of either you steer into it and get a sharper knife, or you go against it and it goes dull. And I, there's this team has very good at helping sharpen that down. So yeah, Uh, but I think we're gonna take a quick little break here, and uh, we'll come back and hear about what's happening soon coming up, and just ramble on more with you. I can't wait
3: to hear more about your life. Sounds good. Welcome to the world of Punches and Popcorn, where we dive into the bone-breaking and kung-fu-kicking world of martial arts cinema. Join us on the path as we explore a new movie every episode, discussing the history, fighting styles, science, and more from a broad range of fight films. Everything from Bruce Lee to John claude Van Damme to John Wick. There's plenty of room in our temple of couch potato style. So listen in and subscribe to Punches and Popcorn on your favorite podcast app. And we're back from the commercial break. Uh, I just wanted to let everybody know, so uh, Dario brought up one of his inspirations, uh, amazing comedian, John Leguizamo. Uh, if you want to uh, follow you know, some of his amazing early work, I'd recommend you watch the Super Mario Brothers movie <laughs> and uh, The Pest. The Pest, for With, sure. I mean, I, when it comes to inspirations, I really appreciate that you brought somebody who created such masterworks of comedy like those. Uh, so thank you for bringing that to us. I really appreciate it. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, his
1: late stuff, did you see his stand-up, uh, where he's teaching History You Didn't Learn? Yes.
3: No, no, he, he is really an astonishing comedian. Oh, I'm just saying, I'm saying the yeah.
1: le- some of the, the current stuff he's going on right now, watch it. I, I send that out to people being like, you need to know some history. This guy yeah. does it in a great way. I so, heard
3: him interviewed on Bullseye, and he's such an amazing uh, interview subject, too. He's so genuine and giving. Like, Really, he is an inspiration <laughs> for comedy, but he, he's done a couple other things, too.
1: I don't know. At, uh, vi- <laughs> talk about movies, because we're an Anomaly Film Fest yeah, sort of guys. Have you seen Violent Night? The Christmas special, the Christmas thing he did, he he literally goes against Santa Claus in this I one. i heard it's great. I haven't oh seen it, yet. it Oh my god, it is so much fun. It's on my holiday rotation. It is that level of Christmas magic. It's good.
0: So. And I can't sit here and have any sort of the pest erasure because that movie is maybe one of the best adaptations. <laughs> the Most Dangerous Game, come for me. Yeah, <laughs> so now,
2: yeah, the pest is good. Come on. I think also it was like me seeing, uh, you know, another uh, Hispanic person, you know, on TV doing comedy. And it's one of those things where you connect with someone, we like, oh okay, there's a, you know, representative of my people doing that and yeah. so it's cool. So, no matter
1: how bad or good <laughs> you think he is, do not shit
0: on the past. That's all I'm going to say.
1: <laughs> well, he was a co- the clown in uh, and Clown in Spawn. Spawn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Violator, I think the character's name was right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're now officially anyway, John Leguizamo fi- fire like
0: podcast. That's, That's all right. it is. Sorry, Dario, oh, we're oh. just going to talk about bad rejoiner the, bad rejoiner <laughs> The, the oh, entire man. canon of John Leguizamo work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to come back in 15 minutes, that'd be great.
1: All right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> all right. We'll do oh. Rosie Perez next. Yeah, yeah that'd be great. <laughs> Dove. Don't threaten me with a good time, right, and the sentence goes. Uh, so you uh, what you were mentioning that you're looking – life's changing. You're having a, a baby here soon. Um, when you're looking for the future, uh, what's your plan now? What, what's your thoughts? You have this you – know, the comedy, you're landing so well. Your name's getting out there so much better. Uh, I, I mean, like, you're, you already spoke of well with other comedians I'd known. Uh, and like you're voted uh, best art, uh, best comedian uh, in the best of this year. So what's the future looking like for Dario? Uh, I don't
2: know. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to have a lot of new material. I know mm. that with the baby coming. Um, I'm already writing a ton of new material just about my wife being pregnant and dealing with that and how brave she is and how I'm not brave at all. Things like that. Um, and. Right now, it, I'm putting out an album, and I recorded it in, in October of this of last year, actually. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to be coming out soon, uh, hopefully before the baby, uh, because that's going to be difficult to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. promote while having well, Let baby. Well, send us a yeah. lot. I'll definitely promote yeah. as much as I can. Thank you, yeah. Um, You'll
0: have plenty of hours between 12 a.m. and 6 a.m. That's right. To send
1: out all those tweets and Instagram. <laughs> yes, that'll
2: be my time, yeah
1: um actually i do have to say one thing uh so i mentioned that you're gonna be coming on the guest and my friend jess messaged that she has one of your jokes she sent it along uh you don't give christmas presents to your wife oh. and you have a, a routine <laughs> talking about you do give other things to your wife uh, and uh she wanted my friend jess commented that it was very nice to see you uh in involving your wife in comedy in a great way yes um so the do you want to say the joke i I,
2: I. oh yeah (laughs) that was one of those kind of like i think on the way i had a two and a half hour uh drive to binghamton um i did this place crooked mouth brewery and, uh yeah, it was uh, – during the holidays, I have a couple of go-to jokes. One of them is about that Eminem commercial where they – They do exist. They do exist. Yeah, oh, my God, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that commercial. They play it every year. Um, But, like, my whole take on it is that Santa would not be phased by talking candy. You know? <laughs> like, come on now. That's a Tuesday night for Santa. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he's been through, like, the nom of magical shit. Like, come on now. You know? So uh, I do that one, and then I did uh, – Recently, uh, I think last year, I started talking about just how we don't exchange, and it's true. Uh, My wife and I don't exchange. We just basically, you know, we save money for experiences. We Mm -hmm. do things like that. It's like when we're both only children. When we want something, we buy something, kind of. (laughs) So we're very spoiled. We spoil ourselves, and so... Uh, yeah, so the joke basically is that we don't exchange, and I said, the gift that we do give to each other is, like, the look on other people's faces, uh, when we tell them that we, you know, we don't exchange, and they're, like, you know, their mind's boggled by that, and, you know, I'm like, well, we do, uh, we do 69 quite a bit, so, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't, I guess that counts, you know, exchanging, uh, at the same time, uh, under the tree,
1: so that's the joke. <laughs> That blew my friend Jess away. She yeah. had, I had to say thank you for that joke. Oh, that good. was the thing. So it's All just right. along, so.
3: And this was the Byron Allen Corner of Mind of Magnus <laughs> yes. recurring segment. The
2: joke
1: breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'll do that. That's fun. So you had mentioned uh, you're having an album coming out here. And I'd love to get to know uh, what goes into making a, a comedy album. Like what, like, what, uh, And then just. Anything else you want to talk about it? Like, please, tell me more on the process of making comedy albums.
2: Yeah, well, Um. yeah, I recorded it back in October. Uh, Chris was actually there. You, you enjoyed it? No, it, it was a time? blast. So I, I was
3: at the late Show, and it was um, – I'm actually really excited for everybody to hear it because this felt like – it felt like a complete – Vision of what an hour is mm-hmm. from somebody that's been working on their craft, and I'm really glad I got to be there for it. It was awesome.
2: That's awesome, man. Thank you for that. And you're going to be on it too. Uh, a-
3: sh- shockingly <laughs> enough, I was not quiet with my laughter.
2: No, yeah. no. Well, it, we did we did some crowd work too, and yeah. I actually talked to them and we got some good stuff. And that was uh, good. Yes, I uh, I can't wait for everyone to hear that. Oh, um, that was awesome. In addition to all my other jokes, but I was <laughs> that one. I listened back a few times i'm like it's one of those that's gold type of thing where it's just like organically came out and it's just like uh it it was just really magical you know so it it was a blast
3: and it, it like i said this was it's great that we had that recording and it was done with like so much intentionality too like you did you paid a lot of attention to audio quality and video quality. Like mm-hmm. there you put a lot into that. I was really impressed. Well, I mean,
1: I saw you on social posting about it, trying to get just make sure you get people there to be excited for it, which right. is, it's gotta be half the struggle getting like a good audience for a live show so Mm -hmm. it's not that way
2: yeah yeah i mean you could always you know put in laughs but it's all about having those uh the people in the room it makes a great show Mm -hmm. and uh both audiences were great i did two shows um like uh, chris said he was in the later one and uh both both of them were amazing and it made it difficult to kind of edit it and put you know figure out what was going to be the best and what was going to stay on the album and was going to, you know, hit the, the, the cutting room floor. And, uh, but, Uh, I spent a lot of time listening to my jokes. Now I hate every single one of them.
1: (laughs) uh, (laughs) Like I always hate that. I was curious if that would be the case. Like I, I don't like revisiting something. I'll I'll get annoyed with myself or something else. So you're listening to yourself. You have to edit stuff down. Yeah. Uh. No, I took some time off
2: from it. Uh, I didn't like immediately, like I got the raw audio back from the studio. I'm working with tone studio. Shout out to them, uh, and the great work they're doing. And, uh, I didn't listen to it for probably two weeks, kind of like, it's one of those things where like, you spend so much time on something, you're focused, you're just locked on, and then I just want to release it for a little bit, and so then I got back to it, and I spent some time, especially uh, during the holidays when like, um, I was off for a little bit, and I I uh, spent probably like 12, 15 hours just like going back and forth and nailing down everything. And uh, I'm I'm pretty excited about what the final product's gonna sound like.
1: So, I'm very excited myself. Yeah. I love it. So. Yeah.
2: So um, yeah, the process of putting together the album was basically uh, I toured uh, probably for the like last two years and i basically I, I close out most of the shows that i'm on so i'm like headlining or whatever and i'm doing longer sets and that's something that i really didn't get the opportunity to do in new york mm-hmm. you know the longest set that you would have in new york maybe 15 minutes mm. 10 minutes is yeah. probably the average open mic sometimes would be like two and a half minutes wow. so you really had to tighten things up you had to get uh you know trim the fat be good at joke writing, get to it, Mm -hmm. uh, which really helped me, you know, in my whole process. But the last two years I've been like going to different rooms, breweries all over New York and, uh, just running an hour basically and working on that. And, uh, the, the hour that I ran for the album, uh, was just kind of, you know, it, it was, it was something that I've been working on and putting together, and uh, it was kind of tried and true. And I was happy with how everything kind of pieced together. So, nice, yeah. Uh,
1: I'm, I can't wait to hear it. Uh, I've been enjoying your shows. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be told to go check it out early enough, so I've been definitely enjoying everything I've seen from you. So
2: thanks, yeah, um,
1: yeah. The the album
2: title is called uh, Rough and Final Draft. Which is a reference to one of my jokes, but uh, yeah, and I'm excited about it. I got the uh, the album
1: cover already ready to go, Uh, and
2: uh, it's yeah, it's gonna be good.
1: Well, I can't wait to hear about it. I uh, can't wait to hear it. I, I mean, share it out. We'll share it as much as we can here. Um, uh, so on the, the radio show we have, or the podcast we're having now here, used to saying radio show, it's still funny, uh, I, we have a, a voicemail aspect of it that we're people sending in. So uh, I'm also going to have any of the people listening, if you want to send a message to you now, we'll send it, you know, if there's any... Any fans, anything else, have a message for you, we'll try to share it out as well. So if anyone's interested in uh, sending a message to Dario to send a hello, uh, first off, you can find you on your Instagram, which is Dardar Stinks is the member of the name for it, it, right? Yes, Dardar uh, Stinks. Uh, where else can people find you? the need to as well uh,
2: I'm not very active on Twitter but if you want to you know tweet at me I'm uh Dario Party 64 on there <laughs>
1: I love that and so <laughs> the naming is phenomenal by the way I thanks. gotta say social media naming
2: <laughs> thank you uh, yeah Instagram's probably a good way to find me all my clips and stuff are on there um, if someone's yeah.
1: interested in buying the album when it comes out do you, it's yeah do so that. there'll be uh, pre-order links
2: uh, fairly soon I'll post it wherever um, you know any of my socials things like that I'll start teasing things on, like, my YouTube and things like that. Awesome. Uh, Yeah, just Dario Joseph. If you type that in, Dario Joseph, comedian, comedy, Rochester, you'll find
1: me. Cool. We'll put in the the show links here. I'll put it on my social as well. Uh, If you guys have a a funny note to send to him, you want to voicemail us, uh, the number is 585-310-2473. But, uh, Dario, thanks for being on here. We'll probably be wrapping up. There's other questions from the peanut gallery here. You guys have anything you want to add to it?
3: Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, we, we talked a little earlier about the podcast stuff and, you know, it's something that I always really enjoyed that you guys did with that was one, you you covered all the food stuff really well, but that you brought comedy to it. And I, I loved some of those interactions, especially in the early days when people hadn't heard you guys do it. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> listening to some of the first ones and people had no idea that you guys were going to be doing comedy during it. <laughs> And those moments, like, like from, like, Matt and I are like, we love old school radio. Like, it reminded me of some of those, like, you know, old school radio things where people just didn't know what was going on. And it was such a blast to listen to.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, those, so in the early days of the podcast, we were, you know, it was during the pandemic and we were doing it over Zoom. And so we would bring, you know, it would be three boxes: me and one, Chris in, one, and then the gu- the guests in another one. And like you referenced, we had a couple of uh, uh, guests that were just bewildered at <laughs> what we're. And the greatest thing I think about it too is that you could just see their faces the whole time, you know. So we're just like running bits, or you know, just riffing, and it's good stuff. It was like funny, and they're just like. Okay, what what's happening right now? <laughs> and I we we would explain to people. I said, "Hey, we're gonna crack some jokes. We're gonna keep it loose." And but I don't know if anyone knew what the heck we were talking about when we never said prepared that. for it. Yeah. Well, and
3: then there were some that just like you you could see their eyes light up. Yeah. And when I was list, you know, when it was just the audio, I was you listen, you could hear just like the tone lit up. Like uh, was a uh, uh, Rob from uh, Grass-Fed. Yes. Oh yes. man. When when I heard him a uh, nipe, yes, yeah, yep. When I heard him on there is like you could hear him light up because he's such a jovial guy. and He has so much fun doing it, but like he he had such a blast. And when those things hit too, like you hit levels that like I never think about because people people were just like so exuberant when like it clicks for them and that that was always so exciting had to be really uh, rewarding when you got those moments too oh yeah definitely
2: i think you know comedy uh it it adds to the guests and being comfortable and so we can kind of sometimes delve into places where they might not want to go but they know that they can trust us because it's just like we've created that nice warm environment for them And I think that's key to a good interview too, is to to have that so people feel at home and they're willing to share. Uh, Yeah, we got some great stuff. There's definitely some standout um, uh, podcast episodes and guests that I remember. Obviously, Ronnie and Lizzie, they're natural. They've had podcasts. I love their yeah. They're but they're just awesome. We, I didn't really know them. I mean, they're they're like my besties now, but I didn't know them when we started. They were one of our first podcast guests. And we just, like, we were like, should we just start a podcast with you guys? Like, they were amazing. Uh, I'm trying to remember uh, Caramel. Um, Mark and Haley uh, from Caramel, they were hilarious. Uh, I'm trying to remember Rob uh, from Grass-Fed. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. But, yeah, we've had some amazing guests and also some guests
1: that were very confused. So <laughs> I can say the same probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've been there. Yeah, we've Definitely been there. Oh, my gosh uh dario thank you so much for coming in uh i'm really honored to have you be the good kickoff for this great coming year for mind of magnus and looking forward to your album looking forward to you being a father i can't wait to see the if what the routines you have now yes of having children so thank you Magnus. oh my gosh uh without that i'm gonna say uh, thanks y'all for listening uh and we'll be heading out so thank you push the button there buddy
0: Do you have a crazy story, odd factoid, or want to share something you think will help expand the mind of Magnus? Let us know. Call our voicemail, 585-310-2473. Visit mindofmagnus.com or message us on social media at Magnus Apollo.
3: This has been a presentation of the Hour Podcast Network. It really was a violent night. If you wanna learn all about the diverse foods of Rochester and Buffalo and don't wanna do the work, Nominate is made for you. Nominate runs events where you order a meal that feeds two people, packaged to go for $40, but the twist is you have no idea what you're getting until you pick it up. Each meal comes from one typically small minority-owned restaurant. We work with them to select dishes that best represent their cuisine and make sure you have a fun experience. We host events at Three Heads Brewing, Fatty Beer in Rochester in the Neighborhood of Play, the new home of Black Button Distilling on University Avenue, and in Buffalo at the fantastic Nowhere Lounge located in the heart of Kenmore. Drink pairings are available for sale at each event that work well with the food. Follow us on social media at Nominate Meals and go to nominatemeals.com to order your meal for an upcoming event. Join the nomination!